This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. As a kid, every year on my birthday, I would wake up to the smell of roasted garlic, onions, and tomatoes. Oh, it smelled so good. When I would come down for breakfast, I'd see this huge pot of bubbling red sauce with splatters all over the stove. My mom, she'd wake up super, super early to make my favorite meal, homemade yucky with red sauce. Of course, waiting for the sauce to turn the deep red was a torture. So throughout the day, I would beg my mom, with a big, big smile, of course, please let me test it for you. I can dip a little bit of this Del Bono's roll in the sauce and let you know if it needs anything. It makes my mouth water just thinking about it. What was your favorite food as a kid? So I'm really excited because we have a new sponsor for the show. That's Stitcher Radio. And Stitcher Radio is really cool if you haven't seen it yet. What Stitcher does is it allows you to listen to your podcasts, but on your phone. It works on the iPhone. It works on a BlackBerry. works on a Pre and an Android. And the best part is, is that you don't have to download the podcast. It just automatically syncs to your phone. So how do you get this? You have to get the app. And you download the app at stitcher.com forward slash Lisa. That's stitcher.com forward slash Lisa. And right now they're running a special promotion that if you put Lisa in the promo code box, you'll have a chance to win a hundred bucks. That was an example of a small moment story. Did I paint a picture in your head? Could you relate? Did it elicit any feelings or memories? When speaking, it's important to always include stories as a way of connecting with your audience, whether you're raising funds, explaining your work, convincing customers to buy your services or your products, or sharing the values of the organization, or really in any presentation of your ideas. Telling a story helps your listeners engage and connect with you. For example, a typical sales presentation, what does it start with? Usually facts about the company, the revenues, a list of customers, etc. Boring, right? Very boring. Instead, what I suggest is that you begin by telling a compelling story of how you solve the customer problem. And of course, the more relatable to that particular audience, the better. The thing is that when you tell a true story, your prospect can relate to the issues faced by that company. And you can talk about how your products and services solve their problems in a way that's not boastful. And really, it's much more powerful and more engaging. And when you're creating testimonies, think of story two. What was a problem that you solved that others in your target market can relate to? Talk about how you solved the problem in the form of a story. How about when you're trying to inject values? Instead of creating a mission statement, think instead about stories that can be retold and that the employees can identify and connect with. Stories, of course, that emphasize the organizational values that you're interested in promoting and developing. For example, tell specific stories of workers that went the extra mile and were rewarded. Meaningful stories create a bond, a bond between yourself and the audience, and it makes the information you're presenting far more interesting and engaging. And when a story is well told, the visual and the sensory details, they elicit feelings and memories, and that's what naturally brings your audience closer. I think that many of us intuitively understand that stories are important and that we may even be reasonably good storytellers. But what are the specific elements of a good story? I'll discuss them in a three-part series. So let's get started. Tip number one, 
Start your story with a question. A strategic question can elicit certain thoughts and ideas in your audience's mind. And these can serve as a jumping off point for your speech or your argument. But one word of caution, be careful. If you ask a question, be sure you use the information you asked for in some way. Don't just ask a frivolous question. I could have started my story by asking, what was your favorite childhood food? But in my case, I chose not to ask the question until the end of my story because I knew that that would create a mind trip for you, the listener. Really what I wanted was instead for you to be fully present as I was telling my small moment story, I wanted to stir up memories in your own mind. And then at that point, I wanted to send you off into your own memories. We teach children sometimes to start a story off with a weather lead. For example, even though it was dark and stormy, I was still able to go to the water park because it was inside. The thing is, the weather is something that everyone can relate to, so the strategy does work. However, a weather lead can also be classified more traditionally as a setting. Many stories start off by describing either a place or a time, such as, I celebrated my 40th birthday party at Rancho La Puerta Spa in Mexico, or I was in my office, or I was at the pool. Of course, we're all familiar with Once Upon a Time. The idea is to paint a picture in the mind of your listener of where or when the story occurred. Again, the idea is to pick a setting that your audience can relate to. So that was tip number two, start your story with a setting. Tip number three, start your story with a sound. Use onomatopoeia or sound words. Crash, bang, swish, woof, kerplop. Sound words are fun and they draw attention, which of course is the goal of the beginning of your story. Tip number four, start your story with a generalization. For example, everyone in my family met their spouse in a strange and unusual way. Again, the idea is to generate interest by choosing something relatable that will get the audience engaged in the story. Well, that's all we have time for today. We'll pick up from here the next time. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. So instead of taking my word for it, I decided to ask listeners to tell me what they thought about Stitcher, because I know quite a few people use that application already. And so this is what some of the listeners already had to say. So Brian shocked. He said, I like that I don't have to sync my iPod to listen to my favorite podcasts. Anything new is instantly available. Sarah Payne wrote me and said, Stitcher organizes all my podcasts, plays them without interruption and remembers where I left off. Maria Adams said, it not only remembers her favorite podcast, but it also remembers which one she's already heard. I think a lot of people are starting to use it now because it works on the iPhone, on the BlackBerry, on the Pre and Android. So I want to encourage you to give it a try. You can go to stitcher.com forward slash Lisa to get the app. And then don't forget when you're registering, put Lisa in the promo code and you'll get a chance to win a hundred bucks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>